0: Hey girlfriend, welcome to the Restored Mind podcast where we are going to be talking about various life topics surrounding mindset transformation. Imagine what it will look like to have peace in your life despite what the world is telling you. Hi, my name is Caroline, a wife, mom of three, and makeup turned fitness enthusiast. I am here to help you build a strong mindset that will propel you forward into a life of peace and joy. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Girlfriend, there is freedom waiting for you. So if you are ready to build a 2.0 version of yourself, then this podcast is for you. So grab your water or whatever you like to drink, throw on your walking shoes, and let's get going because it's always 4.13. Hello and welcome to the Restored Mind Podcast. My name is Caroline and I am so happy that you're able to be here with me today and join me on this episode. How are you, my friend? How has your week been? I hope that you have been well and that you are making progress towards whatever goals you set for yourself. If for whatever reason you're having a rough week, I hope that today's message is going to serve as a reminder for you, especially in our motherhood journey. So these last few weeks, I've been in conversation with friends who are new moms. They are in a completely different season of their life and a lot has changed for them. They're exhausted, but they're so obsessed with the babies that they've made and just watching their child grow and seeing the amount of attention and the shift in their life has been a true blessing on its own. But It's also made me think back on my motherhood journey and where I started and where I am now. So that's really what inspired today's episode. But before I dive in, I just wanted to put out there that motherhood is a journey that most moms can relate to. It is very different for all of us and we have different stories to tell. But the most beautiful thing, in my opinion, is that even though we have these different experiences, we're able to collectively understand the joy, the exhausted feelings, and the frustrations that come with the territory because we know that at the end of the day, we would do it all over again. When I found out that I was pregnant with my son, it was definitely an unexpected news that I got from the doctor. So what happened was, I went into the ER for some stomach pains and... I, that's how I found out that I was pregnant. But when they gave me the news, I was so in shock that I thought they had the wrong patient charts. And I asked them several times if they had the right Caroline because I was sure that I wasn't pregnant. They confirmed the charts, and I still couldn't believe that I was pregnant. So I was thinking that, yeah, they made a mistake. And it wasn't until I heard my son's heartbeat for the first time that I finally took a reality pill and accepted that, yes, I am pregnant. And even though I wasn't expecting to be pregnant, I was already so in love with this little tiny baby bean that was growing inside of me. The pregnancy on its own is a whole nother episode because there's so much involved in that. But after having my son, I remember feeling so wrapped up in his little world and I just wanted to be the best mom that I could possibly be for him. And at the time in my life... It was a season where my husband and I didn't spend a lot of time together because he was working from sunup till sundown. So the majority of the time my son was spending time with me and we didn't have a lot of friends that were able that would be able to lend a hand when I needed it. I was pretty much doing everything on my own and eventually that took a toll on me. Eventually I started to feel exhausted and burnt out from the reality of what was. I would come across these readings on Facebook or on social media, these uplifting messages that says, you are enough, you are enough. And it made me think, am I really enough? In that time of my life, I reflected on all of the situations in my life that broke me. So I thought if I was really enough, why would all the hard things that I went through break me the way that it did? Because if I had truly been enough and felt Fulfilled, then these hard times shouldn't be affecting me the way that they did. Along the way, I've come to realize the truth is that I wasn't enough. And I went through all these hardships, the hardships that we go through mentally, physically, and even emotionally. They cause pain and discomfort. And I talked about the importance of pain in a previous episode, which I think is a really, really good topic. So if you're looking into changing your perspective on how pain can grow you, I highly recommend that episode. But the hardships that we face as a new mom or a mom in general of toddlers is lack of sleep. We lose sleep from literally having just given birth or going through the newborn stages of being up all night and having sick babies or simply being distracted from resting when you're supposed to. For example, how many times have we been distracted With Netflix, or we're excited that we finally have time to ourselves, so we want to do everything all at once instead of resting when we're supposed to. I know I'm not the only one that has done that. (laughs) Another hardship that we can face is rediscovering yourself. And I don't think that that's talked about a lot in the motherhood journey, but for me, rediscovering yourself, when I say that, I don't mean that you didn't know who you were before you had your baby. It means that your priorities changed after having a baby and the material things or the hobbies that once meant a lot to you doesn't interest you anymore. Or you're having a hard time finding the time to go back to your hobbies. When I had my daughter, she was just a few months old and I created a Facebook group page that was about makeup and beauty stuff in general. And I used to plan to do these lives where I talk about products and my thoughts on them. i just share my thoughts on this live video that I wanted to do. And a lot of the times, it didn't plan out the way I wanted it to. So I'd have to stop the lives or the lives would have an awkward pause while I go get my daughter. And she made a lot of appearances on these videos. Finding the time to make the time to get back into your hobbies, that can definitely be a frustrating one. But in any case, rediscovering yourself is one that takes time and when we find ourselves in this situation, personally, I feel like the best way to overcome that would be to extend yourself grace. Instead of being so hard on yourself and trying to fit your hobby or what whatever it is that you were trying to do within a certain timeline, we have to be able to be flexible enough to think maybe we're not gonna get to it at two or three, it might have to be later in the evening or we might not get to it at all that day and learning to be okay with that relieves a lot of the the hardships when it comes to rediscovering yourself. We also have hardships when we recognize our body changes. If you follow me on Instagram, I made a post about how it took me a long time to accept and love my body for how it has changed. I grieved over my body and I felt guilty for it because I felt like I was being so vain and grieving over what used to be my body. But honestly, it's a process. Your body's been through something that's traumatic and it's changed. It can't ever be the same again because it went through something. I was thinking about all the hardships that we as moms go through. And I talked about this verse last week, but I'm going to apply it again to this week's episode because I feel like it it can really go... into any scenario of our lives. It's from 2 Corinthians, and it's where Paul talks about the thorn in his side. So he's asking God to remove the thorn, and God responds with, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Then Paul says, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so, so that Christ's power may rest on me. And the reason why that verse resonates with me when I think about my motherhood journey is because it helped me realize that I needed to be okay with acknowledging that I am not enough and that the hardships that I went through makes me weak but it also helps me fix my eyes on Jesus and I didn't need to prove anything to anyone because I had to humble myself to acknowledge that I cannot do this alone because in my weakness is where God fills me and carries me in his strength. And I feel like the same could be true for you as well. In the time of our lack of sleep in our newborn or toddler phases of our life, waking up every few hours to nurse, making endless bottles at night or breastfeeding sessions throughout the day and in the middle of the night, I remember crying in the middle of the night from nursing for no reason with the exception that i was just so tired and i struggled with pumping so my my husband couldn't even help me in the middle of the night with feeding my daughter i eventually gave up on it and decided that i was going to nurse my daughter but that was a decision that i made and i lost a lot of sleep over it but i just could not take the pain of pumping anymore And we feel like we're missing out on a lot of things like peaceful showers, (laughs) it's coming to mind. There was a morning where I decided to shower after my son and daughter had their breakfast. And they had a time where my son would, after he had breakfast, he'd just go play and read his books or do whatever he wanted to do. And my daughter would take a nap around that time. So I felt like it would be the perfect time to hop into a shower, take like a five or 10 minute shower and be done with plenty of time to spare. So I get in the shower and as I'm putting conditioner in my hair, my son opens the curtain. And by the way, I was a mom that's showered with my doors open because when my kids get too quiet, I knew that something was wrong. So I needed to keep an ear out to make sure that it was still loud. <laughs> and so he opens the shower curtains and I see blood running down his nose it's covering like his mouth goes down his neck his shirt is all bloody and I get scared so I whip a towel over me and I put him in the shower and I'm cleaning him up he used to have random nosebleeds and it used to scare us because we didn't know what was going on he still has random nosebleeds at eight years old which is crazy but the doctors never seem to be worried about it so you know what can we do so anyway I get him cleaned up, he's dressed and he's back out playing and I'm thinking I can probably sneak in a 2 minute shower now to rinse my hair out of the conditioner that's still in there. But as soon as I turn the water on, I hear my daughter crying and if I'm being honest, I remember in that moment feeling so frustrated and becoming a little bit angry because I could not finish this one task that I wanted to do for myself. So I turn off the water and then I I go and nurse my daughter and I'm changing her. And as soon as I put her in clean diapers, she has a poop explosion and it gets all over me. It gets all over her and the changing table. I don't know how that happens. I feel like sometimes babies just have the magic of pooping outside their diaper even when their diaper is on them. (laughs) So anyway, I get her cleaned up. I'm throwing the changing table cover into the washer, start a load of laundry, and I'm trying to clean myself up. I would say that on that day, I started my shower probably around eight o'clock and I didn't finish until close to 11. And even though I was so frustrated, the one thing that made me feel good after I showered finally was that my hair was extremely soft. (laughs) And I remember thinking that these days of Non peaceful showers or being interrupted, not finishing my meals or drinking cold coffee. Like those were the days where I felt that I could not see the end of that and it was just going to be my life forever. It was frustrating, you know. And in this moment, this chaotic moment of my life, I think about that verse My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I was weak then, I was angry, I was frustrated, I was tired and exhausted. That doesn't mean that I didn't love my kids any less, I was just frustrated at the fact that I could not get the things that I wanted done when I wanted them done. I was feeling like I was lacking a lot of sleep and rest and it messed with me, it messed with my mind mentally. I feel like it also took away the best parts of me that I could have been a mom in that season of my life but I did the best I could for what I had at the time. The phases of our motherhood journey where our children are so attached to us and need our attention and we're so used to nurturing them and giving them our undivided attention even though we're exhausted, that phase doesn't last forever. Our kids will need us less and less as they grow older eventually. And this is the current season I am in, in my motherhood journey. And I'm learning to be okay with that because I remember wishing for space and freedom. And I remember thinking, I can't wait until they start crawling or walking or feeding themselves because I wanted to enjoy a hot meal when it was made fresh. And now I find myself missing those days that I wished away. So if you're currently in a place where the season in your life as your, as a mom feels very chaotic. You feel like you don't have a lot of time. You're busy. You're eating cold food or eating leftover food from your child's plate, for that matter, as a meal, or you just feel exhausted and overwhelmed and you're just wanting that little break. This season will pass. And if I could go back and tell my younger self how to manage these feelings, it would be to simply... Embrace the crazy because I will end up missing those days in the future. And it's true. I look back on my kids' photos and videos, and I wish that I could go back in time and be with them at the age that they're in their cute baby laughs or their screams and the babbling and all of that, the learning how to feed themselves and making a complete mess out of the food that I gave them. But the truth is that we cannot hold and keep our kids forever. We can't hold them forever. We can't keep them forever. And that's just the way it is. It's part of the life cycle. They grow up and they're going to need to experience life for themselves so that they can start to plant their own roots and grow from there. And while they're doing that, hopefully they can plant seeds in other people. But while we have them, we can point them to Jesus in the right path. In Proverbs twenty-two six, it says, "To train up your child in the way that he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it." In my personal opinion, in order for us to do that, we have to set examples for our children to witness. Meaning, the things you do as a person, not as a mom, not as a wife, not as a church member, or being in a fitness club or whatever it is that you are that you do, the mini hats that you wear, but simply as a person, do them with intention. For example, showing them how to build discipline by saying no at times so that you can have time to work towards your own goals. Essentially, if you're saying yes to everything, then you're saying no to yourself because you're not giving yourself time to grow or to progress in the goals that you want to achieve. Another thing we can do would be to implement healthy habits. And that for me, I think of self-care and self-love, which is not always involved with a face mask and a pampering session. For me, it means to establish healthy habits so that you can pour into your family, friends, and community. Think about it. When you fill yourself up and your cup is full, it's easier for you to pour into someone else than to pour from an empty glass into someone else. And by doing that, we can simply have healthier meals, whatever that may look like for you, going on family walks, and having conversations that involve their day. Every morning when I drop my kids off at school, I tell them three things. Have a good day, make good choices, and remember that I love you always. And then every afternoon when I pick them up, I turn off my music or the radio, whatever is playing, and I ask them how their day was. We engage in conversations that involves me asking about their day, And it's gotten to the point now where my daughter, in the mornings, if I'm about to drop them off and I haven't said my three things to them yet, she'll definitely remind me and say, Mom, tell us the three things before we go to school. And even though they know what it is, it means something to them that I'm saying this to them daily. And in the afternoon, if she gets in the car and she's already buckled in and I haven't yet asked her, how her day was. She'll say, "Mom, we didn't talk about our day today." And it just blows my mind that simply having a conversation with them sticks with them and it carries on over into their life and it means something to them. They get to share their excitement and disappointments with me and and I have the same because through these small conversations with my kids, it led to them asking me about my day, which was actually it felt really good, honestly, to have my My kids ask me what I did today and how was my day when I'm the one that wants to be the one asking them how their day was and I'm excited to hear about their day. They're just as excited for me to share my day with them. And it also opens up dialect for learning opportunities on any topic. One that they are currently into right now is my life as a little girl and my husband's life growing up. They are so into what I did as a little girl when I grew up on the farm, things that I liked that I didn't like, when I got in trouble for. Same with my husband. And I love that they want to know about my past. And they even ask questions about how my husband and I met and how long we've been together. Questions like that, that's really meaningful and it gives them... Stories and things to take away from. It's a conversation that just grows and it can, they continue to ask questions, which I'm very thankful for. The more that our children need us less and less, we have to recognize that we cannot fight their battles forever. Life experiences begin at a very young age and we have to let them go out into the world and experience that. Even though it scares us that they're going to be hurt one day, whatever it is, we. Want to keep them in a bubble because for nine months they were in our wombs and we kept them safe there. So I feel like it's natural for us to want to do that for them outside the womb. But if we continue to fight their battles for them, then it becomes detrimental to their growth. It keeps them from planting their own roots and finding their voice in this world and putting on the armor of God. Me realizing all of this actually caused a lot of grief in my motherhood journey over the summer. (laughs) I didn't want to let go and I still struggle with it. Not as bad as I used to, but I get emotional and I believe it's just all a part of the process of realizing that my kids are needing me less and less and coming to terms with that. And in these moments where I'm feeling emotional or I'm struggling with letting them go, I have to lean into my weaknesses and keep my eyes on Jesus because at the end of the day, my kids are not mine. They belong to God and they have to put the armor of God on to do work for his kingdom. I'm just here to disciple them and through that, I am blessed and have been transformed as a mom, really as a person because I used to not want to have kids and my kids have made me love in a way where I never knew that, that love existed. As a new mom, there's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves to make sure that we're doing everything correctly and perfect because we don't want to disappoint our children and we want to serve them the best that we can because our natural instinct is to nurture them and we do that in many ways whether it be from feeding them to cuddling with them talking to them encouraging them and Soothing them when they're crying. As with all journeys that I'm on, fitness journey, life journey, in my marriage journey, motherhood, everything, anything, you name it. It's not perfect. You will not be perfect all the time. I'm not perfect all the time. And I still stumble and fall. And there have been times where I've lost my temper on my kids. I've yelled at them and it doesn't make me feel good. So to keep the pressure on us as moms to continue to be perfect and do the best, be the absolute best that we can be. It's a goal that will drive us to be more frustrated than we really want to be because there's a lot of pressure for that perfection. We're not perfect in our everyday life. What makes us think we're going to be perfect in our motherhood journey, right? So... I say that with so much love because I remember what that was like. And I don't know if that's you on your journey, whether you're a new mom or a seasoned mom, but the pressure of us trying to do everything perfect really does drive us to get into our own heads that we're not enough. But in Christ, we are if we fix our eyes on him and allow him to partner with us and carry us in the times that is rough. Also, what I have learned is that in my mistakes with my children, they are so quick to forgive. And that has been humbling to witness because it made me realize that as an adult, I am probably not the best forgiver. And I should be modeling that to my kids. But the crazy and most beautiful thing about having kids is that they're the ones teaching me these things, teaching me how to be patient, how to be kind, how to forgive. If you're a mom, a new mom, no matter what season or stage your kids are in, Just observe them and you'll see that they are actually the teachers and we are the students. I just want to leave you with the message that no matter where you are in your journey, whether you are in sleepless nights, wondering if you're ever going to have a warm meal or hot coffee again, or you're a seasoned mom and you're just overwhelmed, burnt out from trying to be perfect or feeling the pressure of being perfect. I encourage you to bring this season of your life, the hard season of your life, Bring it to God, because in your weakness, in the weakness of being tired, in the weakness of adjusting to a new environment and not really knowing what's going on, struggling to let your kids go, in these moments, you will find strength in God so long as you fix your eyes on Him. Remember, you can do hard things. I hope this episode has lifted your spirits and blessed you abundantly. Before you go, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes when they are released every week. I'm on various platforms like Spotify, Podcast Index, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Alexa, and so much more. You can find the complete list on my podcast website. That's www.buzzsprout.com forward slash 2084024. All right, my friend, I'm praying God's blessings over you. And remember that you can do hard things because it's always 413. See you next week on the Restored Mind podcast with Caroline Tao.